This, this is God Stories Radio Podcast. God Stories Radio With Fritz, Mike, and Tina. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. Welcome, everyone, to God Stories Radio. This is Session 172. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. I believe it's 173. Oh. Is it? 173? I believe you're right, Mike. Maybe I should do that again. Maybe you should. (laughs) Hey, welcome, everybody, to God Stories Radio. This is Session 173. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. You know, I got to be honest. You know, I've been so excited about this episode that... uh, I just, I've forgotten everything. <laughs> That's understandable. You know, we I just, uh, just been so fired up, you know, with our, with our guest uh, coming tonight. And uh, I know he's taking time out of a very, very busy schedule to be with us. And uh, uh, I just couldn't be more thrilled. Really? Yeah. I was just asking you the kitchen if you were coming down with Alzheimer's or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't receive that, Mikey. No <laughs> way, buddy. No. No, sir. No way. I know. We're really, really blessed to have him. So I'm really excited about it, too. So I know that we have some shout outs, though. Yeah, we do. We have a shout out. We have a shout out. A shout out. That's because Mikey hasn't invited his friends list yet. Okay. I have uh, not. But we've also invited the uh, GSR family. All right. Facebook like. We have Ace D Ace. Ace D Ace. Ace. That's what's there. Really? Yes. Thank you for liking well, us I Facebook. like that name. <laughs> There's a rap alias or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think he was from uh, over in uh, China somewhere. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of which, Janelle Grimm just checked in with us from Alaska. Oh, Yay. Wow. Hey, Janelle. Thanks Good for listening. Good to have you. And um, uh, JW is with us. Yay, JW. Yay, JW. We love yeah. you, buddy. We- Want to welcome everybody on YouTube as well. I'm not sure who's on there. I'll peek over there in a minute, but just just welcome. Hey, you dialed into a good one tonight. I'm oh, sure they yeah. did. They really did. But if anyone has not liked this yet on Facebook at all, <coughs> for, or wherever you are, if you can, please do so, so we can uh, continue these shout-outs. Amen to that. And for everybody praying for this ministry, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for partnering with us in prayer and um 
for including us in your prayers because we need them. We need the encouragement. We need the prayer. We need your support. Um, and just don't forget to share about God Stories Radio to your friends and your family because everybody could use a little comfort and encouragement. Well, it's like you said last week, babe. It's a free resource, and, you know, we don't charge for anything. We're just uh, bringing hope and encouragement to the world. It's been our only agenda since we got started, and yeah. we're just hope that we're doing that. And there is a story out there for everybody. Ooh, yes, you got is. that right. Especially with 173 of them after tonight. Yep. Amen to that. It's got to be someone. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right. Also, on um, I decided to, since we only had one Facebook like this week, um, Spotify, um, Spotify uh, lists for nations or countries that listen to us. And United States tops the list. Then Australia. And then the Philippines. Wow. So thank you for listening to us on Spotify in those countries. Wow, amen to that. Yeah. Uh, USA, Australia, and the Philippines. Yes. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. And uh, we know all those folks uh, are praying for us. Yeah. This stuff's happening. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> God's yeah. amazing. He yes. really is. We're rejoicing through the stuff. Rejoicing Positive the stuff. or negative. Well, you know, we had a guest on here. Uh, I guess it's probably been about a year, year and a half since he's been on. His name is Jonathan Hacker. And what an amazing testimony he shared with us. Blew our socks off to the core. We're about to hear another testimony that's going to blow our socks off. And he actually, Jonathan uh, Hacker, we just want to thank him so much because he's the reason we're in touch with our guest tonight. Um, And our guest tonight, he is just so impassioned and on fire for Christ. I'm really excited to see what he's doing, the force that he is going to be in this world, and, you know, just the work that God is doing through his hands and feet. So without any further ado, I'd like to introduce Luis Ruiz. I'm sorry, Luis Javier Ruiz. Ruiz. Right. <laughs> sorry about that. Thank you for right. having me. Oh, Luis, thank you so much yes, for thank coming. Thank you so much. Yeah, this uh, is awesome. Tina, I'm not wearing socks. Oh, gosh. Maybe it made your hair curl then. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's all yours, Luis. Sweet, awesome. Um, well, first and foremost, um, I would just want to say thank you guys for having me on here. Um, this pleasure. is amazing, and I love not just sharing my story, but being able to share Jesus, being able to share hope to the world. Um, for a very long time, um, well, I grew up as a pastor's son, um, so I grew up in the church. I was a PK, and you know they were the bad ones. <laughs> so um, I was always in trouble. Right. <laughs> um, no, but... Um, um, so I grew up alone. Um, I, I started struggling with homosexuality at a very young age. How old were you? Um, I would say as early as eight years old. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it was through a friend that, um, because my parents were in the minute, well, working a lot at the time. Uh huh. Um, and it was like a friend that I went over to, uh, she was babysitting us and she had, uh, her son exposed us, I guess, to a porn video that the uh-huh. friend found and, 
that exposed me to a whole bunch of stuff. And right. through that, I guess something inside of me awoken that I didn't even carry or that I didn't even ask for. Right. You mm-hmm. know? Um, and through that, growing up, um, I grew up in a time where the church did not talk about this. It right. was the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. The only thing we knew how to do, the only thing they would tell us is to not have sex, but not walk us through, you know, hey, if you're having these feelings and if you're doing this. and Yeah. Give us a time frame context. Um, well, eight years old. And then after, after eight years old. What uh, year would you say that was around? Um, I'd say about it, 1990, I don't want to give 90s. away my age. Okay. No, <laughs> no I'm I just can kidding. that. No, but yeah, it was in the 90s. Yeah. Um, so, you know, at that time, it was very like... Yeah, there were a lot of taboos. Nobody talked about no. it. It was like um, people made fun of it on the streets. Even in the church, I right. received a lot of low-key jokes from people preaching about it and not meaning, but they would say jokes about it. And right. so because I was hearing it and it coming from my father, it was hard for me to open up to my dad. Mm-hmm. So growing up, there was a lot of, uh, I learned how to lie a lot. I learned how to deceit, like, you know, have deceit against them, not tell them um, what I was going through. Right. Um, and I couldn't tell nobody. Right. So it's like I couldn't get help for it because I was too embarrassed. You know, I remember the last time my father, when I was probably 15 years old, um, that's when, you know, the internet was first starting off and everything. Um, I got in the internet and I was like looking up stuff I wasn't supposed to. Mm -hmm. And my father came back and he found it. And I mean, it was like World War II because my dad was in the army and then he's a pastor (laughs) and then he's dad. And he's a Hispanic dad (laughs) and I'm the firstborn, you know, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, So it was very, very hard growing up, um, just keeping that in. And uh, so I finally went to high school and there was a girl, there was a female that was a lesbian that everybody liked. Like she was like popular. She was cool. And for me, for a very long time, um, for at least for the guys that were very feminine, they would beat them up. They would bully them. They would treat them so bad that I was like, oh, I can never come out. I can never tell anybody what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. But then I saw her and she was so open about it, so cool about it. Everybody loved her that I was like, wow, how, how is this possible? Like, you know, look at these guys that are getting bullied and all that. And she sat me down and was like, you don't have to be like them. You can be a masculine gay guy. You know, or you can be, you know, cool. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in that, um, I started hanging out with her too much. And mm-hmm. I hadn't come out to her yet, but she knew. You know, mm-hmm. she was like, wait a minute. You're asking too many questions. Mm-hmm. And, and and there I go again. Like, I couldn't go to the church. Mm-hmm. So if I felt like maybe if the church was there, um, they'd help me with these kind of questions. So because the church wasn't talking about it, the world was talking about it and mm-hmm. I was able to get, you know, stuff out of her that I was just like, man, this is crazy. Right. <laughs> so, um, in that I, um, had to leave. I had to, uh, I joined the army uh-huh. because, uh, my mom was going through it. She was starting to hear stories. Oh, that your son was doing this and your son's going to gay clubs now. And wow. it was hurting my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it got to the church and the church people were, pointing fingers to my mom and dad. And they were saying, you guys are pastors. You guys can't even get the home right. How you guys are pretending to get the church right. So not only, so they were just getting it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a lot of legalism, a lot of religion, Mm -hmm. and not relationship with Jesus. 
Um, God, you said a mouthful there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Wow. Uh huh. And it and it was very um yeah it was it was very traditional. <laughs> yeah. So. But uh, so I joined the army because I, I was seeing my mom and dad just hurting. My mom would cry every day and ask her, ask my, ask me, like, what did we do as parents? How did we go wrong? We've been teaching the word ever since you know you were little, and mm-hmm. so that hurt me because you know I love my mom and seeing her cry was hard. Yeah. So I said, you know what, I'm leaving. I joined the army and I left for many many years, and in that, um, I had to go back into the closet. So I had came out the closet mm. in high school graduation and all that, and then after that. I had to go back in because this was before don't ask, don't tell. This yeah. was before, you know, all that stuff. So yeah. if they found out about you, they would kick you out the army with a dishonorable discharge. Right. right. Um, so I had to pretend again, you know, pretend I had girlfriends, pretend. So they see this guy during the day, you know, straight, supposedly guy that, you know, is in the army. And then at night, you know, I would secretly be at the gay clubs and have boyfriends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very, very, it was a very... I remember the 90s, yeah. you know, I remember what that was like because um, my best friend is actually homosexual. And um, I remember what it was like for him He when he came out mm-hmm. and it was not a popular thing. Um, it's nothing like it is today. Right. And... He was, I mean, there were hate groups that would go and attack them, you know, when they were coming out of clubs and things like that. Well, um, when I was in Iraq, when I deployed to Iraq, I remember being there and they had did a surprise inspection. And in that surprise inspection, they found a letter from my ex-boyfriend and basically, you know, with pictures and all that. And they put me in front of the group, in front of the whole company, and were like, this is not what you do in the military. And mm-hmm. like they were like, he's, doing, he's practicing homosexuality. Like I literally was in tears because I was so embarrassed. I was mm-hmm. like, wow. Like, re-. So um, in that, the guys from my platoon, when I would go shower, they would stand at the door and say, you can't come in here. Mm-hmm. You need to go to the female's bathroom and shower because you're not going to be looking at us. So... I received a lot of rejection, not from only the church, but also now the military. Mm -hmm. And it's building this anger inside of me. So I'm rebelling against God, first of all, you know. And then second of all, I'm becoming very prideful because I'm like, oh, no, you know, I've I've suffered so much. So this transition to becoming this gay male was coming very stronger because of all this hate that was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Fast forwarding, um, I end up in Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I, my last active duty station was in Hawaii. Oh, wow. So I spent three years in Hawaii. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it was a hot mess there too. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in Hawaii, uh, I decided to come to Orlando. I just always had that on my bucket list. Something was drawing me to Orlando. I didn't know what it was. I, I knew it was close to Puerto Rico. So I wanted, because my dad was military too, we moved around a lot. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let me go to Florida. Florida, let me move over there. I can get close to Puerto Rico, my family here and stuff. So I ended up coming over here with just a backpack, you know? Wow. Um, and after the years, I met a lot of the LGBT. I made a lot of friends really, really fast. Um, and uh, this became home for me. You know, I, I stayed here and stuff and I joined, I got out the military here. So now are we still in the 90s or have we progressed no, we, into the 2000s? Yeah, we're in uh, 2000. 14. Okay. About 2014-ish, yeah. So um, 
living the lifestyle, you know, having a mom that's always calling me and like, you know, we're praying for you. And every mm -hmm. time I would try to talk about my boyfriends and everything else, she would say, you know what? I believe what God says about you. You know, I believe that you are the Lord's and I'm going to keep that promise and mm -hmm. I'm going to keep, you know, praying for you. And I would always be like, come on, mom, like we're already in the 20th century. Come on. Let's like, you know, um, because she would be able to, um, how can I say it? With other sins, mm -hmm. it's like the church was okay with, mm -hmm. you know, and I remember bringing this up to someone and I was like, okay, so you would invite your daughter that's sleeping with this guy and you know, they're sleeping together, but because they're straight, you're, he's allowed at the dinner table, but let me bring my boyfriend that was not allowed, mm -hmm. you know? And I always fought that with my parents and was just like, yo, mm -hmm. like, you know, get into it. And my mom was there always like, you know what? I love you, mm -hmm. but I claim the blood. I claim your, your life for Jesus. Society might say one thing, but God says another, mm -hmm. you oh, know? Preach it, brother. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I was just like, you know, in that, because of all the rejection that I received, I was so strong in my ways, you know, mm -hmm. because I was like, no, you didn't, you didn't go through all the rejection that I did, you know, and, and my mom would tell me, you know what, but that's fine that you were rejected by the world, but Jesus accepted you. And I would just be like, ah, there was a war inside of me. Like she had an answer for everything, sure. you know, yes, reminds like you her. of Paul. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but she's right. And yeah. And, and my sister, my sister through it all, she was, you know, always there for me, praying for me, always strengthening me. Mm -hmm. Um, she was like my, she's my pillar, you know, and she moved out here and stuff. And, um, so I finally come to Christ um, I would say 2015. Yeah. Uh -huh. So what was the catalyst for that? You know what? Honestly, I was just, it was weird because I was so, yeah, it was so weird because like it wasn't an altar experience. I wasn't at church or anything like that. It just, I just felt like it was time. Like I was just like, you know what? I, I need to go back to church. Um, and I would find myself getting drunk and just driving in front of a church and just sitting there. And just like, God, change me, please. Like, please do something in my life. And I, in that, um, I just surrendered. And I went to a church and it was open. They had a 24-hour 7 worship and prayer. So I'm coming out of the club and there's actually a church open. And it's like 3 in the morning or something like that. Wow. And I'm like, what is this? So I go up in there and... I just started weeping and crying. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a chance. So after so many years being away from the Lord, finally, I just, I tried to do that, the church thing, you know, and I did that for a whole year, actually. Um, one thing that um, took me out of that was that I was struggling again in secret. Mm -hmm. Some people knew, but I wasn't letting people know that, hey, I'm going through this. I'm struggling. I need help because I was so embarrassed. Mm -hmm. I was so used to rejection from previous events in my life that mm -hmm. I didn't know how to talk to my pastor. Or, you know, there was a lot of uh, moments where people will love you and they'll be there for you. Like, um, I remember T.D. Jake saying that you can stay sick, but don't stay sick too long, mm -hmm. you know? And I felt like it was like, okay, now you came to Christ. <coughs> now you need to start acting masculine. Now you need to start wearing this. Oh, and by the way, now you need to get married because that's the evidence of salvation. When the evidence of salvation is the fruits of the spirit. Mm -hmm. But the church has been teaching this for such a long time. And that would just put me back in a cave, you know, and, and keep myself quiet. So that year passed. I was in um, an internship 
um, very great internship. And I thank God that I went through that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I found some friends at the mall on my birthday weekend and they were like, hey, let's go to Pulse. We haven't seen you in a year. Where have you been? And I'm like, well, I've been doing the church thing, but I, I think I might come out that night. You wow. Know? Of and, all nights. Yeah, of all nights, exactly. Wow. But check this out. This is the crazy part. My mom calls me. <laughs> my mom. She she's says, got that yeah, spidey sense. Right? And she's <laughs> like, hey, I had a dream. And oh. I'm like, oh, mom, here we go again. <laughs> you know, I was like, mom, I'm, I'm, I'm at church now, you know? I was like, you can, you can chat, uh, chill. Um, and she says, I have a dream. Mom's never chill, just right. like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Especially that one, yeah. <laughs> she was all like, I had a dream that your friends were dying and that there was Whoa. a lot of blood around you. Oh. And I'm like, mom, that's not something you play with. Like, are you serious? Why don't you pray about it? Like, I tell her, I'm like, what you pray about? It? That's serious. And I kind of laughed. I Even in the text message, I laughed and stuff. Um, and she was like, no, you looked up to me and you were saying, mom, help. Oh, wow. Help me. And I was just like, whoa. And then after that, um, that we had hung up the phone. It was always in the back of my head, but um, I was just brushing it off because I was like, man, my mom's always using these things to like bring me to church or to, you know, alert me or whatever. Right. Then a prophet came to the church and prophesied over my life and was like, hey, the Lord loves you. He desires you, but there is something that you have to watch out for. The enemy's after your life. And he just started speaking into my life and stuff and telling me that that um, back after that might come in and cure the curable disease that I won't be able to shake off. And I mean, I'm just like, oh, this guy's just, you know, he's just prophesying, speaking mm -hmm. words of knowledge. You know, I was very ignorant, very like, because, you know, um, I was ready to go to the club. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? My mind wasn't in like, because I knew that if I, you know, um, I wouldn't end up at the club and I missed everybody. It's been a year, you know, and I was struggling. I was like, I want to go back. Um, and in that, um, my birthday was like two days before Pulse and mm -hmm. two friends from church out of, and this never happens. They start arguing with me saying, why don't you stay with us this weekend? Um, let's, let's hang out. Let's, let's do whatever you want. We'll pay for it. We'll do whatever you want. Um, Jose and Corey, and they were there for me. Um, and they were just like not wanting me to go out. And they were just like, please stay here. Like, we love you. And these are amazing people. Mm -hmm. And in that, we were just arguing. I was like, no, I want to go to the club. <laughs> like, I'm ready to go drink. You know, I've been hiding this for a while. I was like, maybe it's just this. Maybe I just need to go have friends, uh, fun for one day. And then it'll shake off of me. Like, I'll get rid of it or whatever. Isn't um, that funny? Because we always think that way. We, you know, we want to go out there and indulge or do this, you know, satisfy the flesh. Mm -hmm. And yeah. sin always takes you yeah. farther and deeper well, than you really want to go. He will help uh, you not, justify anything. But not only that, but if anyone comes up to you and said they had a dream, what are you going to say now? Mm. <laughs> right. No, and, and you're right that God sends his his Absolutely. his alerts, you know, and he was doing that before Pulse. First with my mom, my friends in the car, and then the, the prophet you. that came to the church. So there was a lot of stuff. And then what finished it off is that my sister also, she's been crying for a whole week. She just doesn't know what's going on. And she's been praying. Mm -hmm. And she's been asking God, God, why am I crying? Like, what's wrong with me? I, for a week I've been crying and I just, there's a heaviness on me. 
me. And it's like the Lord was preparing her and, at, and she was interceding for my life. Oh my goodness. So, wow, and, and, that's so powerful. Man. Mm-hmm. The hair standing up on my yeah, yeah. So let me tell you Ooh. that there's power in a praying family. There's power yeah. in a mother that prays Absolutely. and believes in that promise, you know? Um, after that, uh, I'm still stuck in my ways and hard-headed like we are. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go. And then my excuse was this. I said, no one's going to find out. <laughs> I was well, like, hey, you know. Of course not. Yeah, of course not. No, no one's going to find out. the whole world found out. And then the whole world found out. Yeah. Um, so I end up at this party that they invited us to. Uh, my friends were like, hey, let's go hang out. It's your birthday kind of weekend kind of thing. Even though my birthday was two days before, you know. Um you know, Latins, we celebrate all month long. <laughs> uh, I guess that's everybody. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so we're there and it took us about 30 minutes to decide if we wanted to stay or go. Like people were like, hey, well, let's just stay here. We got food here. We got drinks here. We don't want DUIs. Why don't we just stay here? And then the other half was like, no, it's Latin night at Pulse and we're all here. Let's all go party together. It'll be fun to be good to go as a big old group. Um, and then finally we all decided, yes. Um, the sad part is that not everybody came back. No. You know, um, as when we were, uh, were in the club, everything was, um, really nice. Uh, people were saying hi to me that I haven't seen for a long time. They were saying happy birthday. Um, and at the same time, it was like a farewell all in one night, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Um, it was last call for alcohol. My friend looks over to me and he says, Hey, I'm going to go close out my tab. And then all of a sudden I hear uh, somebody screaming, run for your life, run for your life. Mm-hmm. And in that moment is when the shooter was right in front of us. Mm. Wow. And I'm looking at the shooter. Um, and I guess because I've been drinking, I didn't catch on real quick. And I'm sorry, before this, like a few minutes before, I smell gunpowder. I smell like some like... You know, and then it, it sounds like fireworks, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. um, it was because he was already doing his stuff at the front. Mm-hmm. So by the time that he got to us, you hear people screaming, wow. running everywhere. My friend grabs me. He pushes me because he sees that I'm like at, kind of like in shock or whatever. And he's like, run for your life. He ends up getting shot. Then his boyfriend runs to save him and he gets shot. So I'm looking back and people are being shot, falling on the floor. Um, There's blood everywhere. People are trying to hide themselves. The bathrooms are jam-packed. So it's not like I could run to the bathroom because they're already full to capacity. Mm -hmm. Then there's this door, small little door that everyone, imagine everyone trying to get out of a small door. So we're just like pushing and shoving and screaming. And I'm looking back and just seeing this guy just magazines dropping and him reloading. And reloading and, and shooting and, and people screaming and dying. And you didn't think that at that instance I would start um asking God for forgiveness, but I didn't. Mm. And um just to think that um God had grace on my life, you know, and mercy that I could have been number 50. Right. You know, I could have been part of that, but there's a story to be told, you know, there's absolutely. And, 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 um, in that, uh, I finally get out and I'm in the fence area, the pa- back patio and there's people jumping over, but we're scared and freaked out because we're like, if we jump over, he's going to shoot us. And as we're in the patio area, um, we're kicking this little fence down and, uh, and, and, and as we're kicking it, finally it, it opens up 
and my foot gets stuck and I fall down. So imagine everybody seeing this fence opening up. So everyone's oh. running out of there trying to get out of there oh, while man. I'm on the we floor. Mm-hmm. So people were trampling my neck, my legs, my stomach, my chest. That whole night I was in so much pain, but I was so scared to go to the hospital. So it wasn't until the next day, well, obviously, you know, they took me to the hospital because people were saying in the group, oh, he's going to go finish the job or he has people finishing the job at the hospital. You know, rumors that when people are scared, you know. So um, I'm on the floor. I'm in pain, hurting. And all I know what to do is to call my mom because the shooter's coming closer and closer. And I'm like, man, this is it. So out of fear, I call my mom. And when I call my mom, um, she picks up and the phone dies. So she's hearing all this shooting. She's hearing her son like breathing hard. Mm-hmm. And in this, um, she wakes up. She tells me later on that she had woke up my father and she's screaming. She's like, get up. They're shooting. They're shooting. I think they're going to kill our son. And she says she started praying. My dad started praying. They activated the church to pray. And I believe that's another reason why I came out. You know, um, I was able to come out of there alive and well because there was a praying church over my life that night. Wow. And um, and you said grace and mercy before he, even after he gave you how many alerts clues yeah. that something was going to happen yeah. that night, and he still yeah yeah still had grace and mercy yep yep um, because like I said, I grew up in such a traditional legalistic religious background that there was no real relationship, you know, like there is now, and um, I didn't know. I knew about a guy that died on the cross. I just didn't know that he desired and pursued me. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. like I've never heard of that, you know, and that was all, uh, all new to me. And um, in that, I'm at 7-Eleven. Someone take, comes over there, picks me up and takes me over there. I'm instead of 11 sitting down and I'm still hearing the shots and people screaming. And I'm like, oh my God, where are the cops? Where are the ambulance? People are dying. I'm freaking out. I'm nervous. Um, it sounds like this has been going on for like, 15, 20 minutes. Oh, it was going on for a while. Really? And then, yeah, well, it was crazy because, um, like I said, the, the, the ambulance and nobody, they weren't coming for a while. And then there was this lady that walked up to me and she looked at me and she said, hey, what's going on? And I'm freaking out. And I'm like, they're killing my friends. They're shooting in there. Can you please call the cops? My phone is dead. Um, in that, uh, she uh, puts up her hands like to the sky or towards posts and starts praying. And she starts interceding, and then she turns around and looks at me, and she goes, you're not supposed to be here. And I'm just like, so like, what is she saying? Like, why would she tell me that right now? And I look towards the club, so I forget about everything. I'm looking at the club, and then I look around, and she's gone. And I'm thinking while I was looking at the club, she probably walked away, you know, but it was just such an intense moment right there, you know, that I was just like, wow, like, like God was involved in a lot of this, you know? And as I... um. And then after that happened, I was helping a friend that was bleeding out. He was shot. He made it to 7-Eleven. And because of the military, I learned how to give quick first aid. So I was helping him, you know, with first aid and applying pressure and stuff because he was bleeding out, bleeding out. And that's how I got a lot of blood on me. Um, And in that, um, I'm at the hospital bed the next day and I'm just watching the names and I'm just crying and I just can't believe it, you know. I was texting people and they weren't answering back because they didn't make it. And I'm wondering, you know, where they're at. And then as soon as I'm texting, now that my phone has juice and I'm in the hospital room, I'm seeing their names pop up. And I'm like, that's why, you know, even the cops were saying that there was a lot of phones ringing that night. 
just ringing and ringing and ringing. Can you just imagine like mm. that's God calling us, you know, and, and some people are just not, I wasn't picking up my cell phone when God was calling, mm-hmm. he, you know, and, and, and a lot of mothers, you know, a lot of Christian mothers had children that went through that, you know, that they, they didn't make it. So that's why I have such a heart and such a passion for the ministry that I'm in, you know, and that's why I tell a lot of people, you know, that, that I'm not in hate at all. You know, I love gay people. I love the LGBT. God loves gay people. God mm-hmm. loves people. Yes, you know what does. I'm saying? And, um, and and what's crazy about that is just when you think that you're getting all over 49 friends. I didn't know all 49s, but they, they were close to my heart. Like if I knew all mm-hmm. 49. Um, right then and there, um, about, a, about a month later, I'm getting sick. And my friends are like, maybe it's because you're going into depression. Maybe something's wrong with you. And then I get an email saying, hey, I, um, you guys have to go get checked. A lot of the people that did pass away were HIV positive. Not saying that that's where I got it from. But that was just an email that they had protocol to do. And when I went to go get checked, I made the guy do it three times because I came out HIV positive. Well, the guy that you tried to save. And when I, when I was at 7-Eleven, I'm sorry, when I was, um, when I found out about that, I broke down and cried. I, 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 I was in bed crying, crying. And I said, God, I need you to do something supernatural. I need you to show up in my life. Like I've never known you before. And it was in that where the Holy Spirit came into that bedroom. And there was no altar. There was no Jesus music. There was no, mm-hmm. you know, it was just the Holy Spirit. And I was just crying and crying. And that's when I felt the Lord just saying, you know, you could have been number 50. But I'm not through with you yet, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and just in that, I weeped and I cried. And, and, and it was a process. It was years of process that, you know, I went through and, um, had good mentors in my life, good pastors, good church, good community, where I found the, the heart of Jesus. And most of all, I found out that a man that, that, that loves me won't cheat on my best friend, won't cheat on me with my best friend or, or won't sleep around <laughs> or lie to me. This man's not just telling me, oh, well, baby, I'm going to die for you. No, he actually did. And now he's living again, you know? And um, in that, I found his love. And, and now I'm telling the whole world that there's freedom in Jesus. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There's freedom. There's absolutely freedom in Jesus. And it's like um, I was so stuck on trying to fix my sexuality that I was forgetting about the other leaves on my tree. You know, I was so mm-hmm. focused on, oh, I need to be straight. I need to be straight. When Jesus is like, you've got it all twisted. You know, and it was in... Uh, reading his word, it was in falling in love with Jesus and, 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 and understanding my identity in him that I was no longer bound by what society said I was, but I was changed and transformed to what who Christ said I was. Right. You know, and no longer was a, a um, is that, oh, oh, I'm here, now I have to change, now I have to be straight, now I have to get married. It was his heart and pursuit for me that automatically start, stuff started falling off of my life. And then I started walking in purity and wholeness and knowing that God wants my purity. He wants it in holiness, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's okay to be pure for God. It's okay to still uh, follow those commandments, you know. and Because um, he says, if you love me, you'll obey me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's just, it's been a beautiful journey. Like, and it's sad that it took that, 
Mm-hmm. But well, now, he has. He, he's he's definitely got. You know, he saved you for the work that he has for you to do in you and through you. Yeah. Yeah, and whatever the enemy meant to harm me, it's like God switching it up and saying, hey, I'm using it, you know, to bring breakthrough. You know, he's bringing breakthrough in so many lives. And and and, and I, I absolutely love, I love, I love, I love Jesus more than I've ever have. Mm-hmm. And people ask me, what's the cure? What do I say to my friends that are struggling? What do I do? And I say, you know what? The answer is Jesus. Absolutely. Amen. It's been well, the what? answer for decades and it's still the answer mm-hmm. today. Absolutely. What better person can go to the LGBT, you know, congregation or platform than someone who's been there and they'll listen more to you than someone like yeah. us. Yeah, I definitely feel that for many years that the church has lost its voice to the LGBTQ. And that's our main mission. That's that's our ministry that we're working on now, Fearless Identity. We are trying to build that bridge, that bridge that we have lost for so many years, that rejection, the the conversion therapy camps, that that those lies that were out there, that people went to these things. And I liked your answer to that question when they <laughs> asked you that. What was your answer when they asked you what is the connection? What was it? No, the the uh, conviction therapy you made conversion a, therapy conversions therapy and you gave him an answer what was that um the holy spirit right it was there was no conversion therapy camp here it was holy it was relationship it was the holy spirit, spirit therapy were, right yeah the holy spirit therapy that's right i did put a post like that yeah yes you did amen i um yeah and that's what i want people to know is that no there was no conversion therapy camp that's that was force that was a lot of hatred a lot of a lot of stuff that went on there that um, that's not the God that I serve, you know? Um, and I found mine was voluntarily. Like, I love Jesus, love sick for him, and I chose that. It's not something that people, um, electrotherapy, th- uh, and, and I'm not licensed on it, and I really don't know um, a lot, a lot about this, but I am getting knowledgeable now. I am picking up books and because this is a big topic right now, and mm-hmm. everybody ties conversion therapy camps to what we're doing now you know they say oh what in fact people even ask me what camp did you go to and i'm like no i didn't go to a camp i fell in love with jesus you know it's it was it was relationship not religion right that's what it is all about so i mean you must get asked a lot of questions on both sides and you know i think a lot of times in order to justify your behavior or the way you want to live your life, we will say, oh, well, this doesn't really apply in this context, and we'll just start twisting and making things yeah. our own. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I definitely can, and, and that is asked a lot. Um, I think that we lack spiritual um, wisdom because we lack his word. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel that we can come to our own conclusions when we're not in the presence of God and we're not seeking the word and learning from it. You know, um, then we start making our own kind of conclusions. And that's I think that's what society that's what I've come to a lot is that people will try to spit Bible at me and try to spit their own theology but not have once got into the Bible and dig deep in it mm-hmm. and, and studied it like it's supposed to, you know? And, and, and that's where our fights, that's where our battles be won, you know? And I, I tell people all the time that if you're not in the word, you will not grow. 
you know, you will not understand. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in as well and gives you discipleship on, Mm -hmm. you know, learning the word of God. But you want to learn how to fight the battles. It's in the word of God, in God's presence. Without that, we don't have anything. In that his word is infallible. Yeah. It's like a double-edged sword that pierces through the heart and the soul. So if it's like a double-edged sword that could pierce through the heart, that means that when you're in the word, even Jesus himself, when was tempted on the mountain, um, the enemy came up to him. And what did Jesus use? He used the word of God to win that battle, you know? And in that, I feel that this is how this battle could be won. You know, so many people, like I said, they ask me, how do I do this? How do I do that? You'll find it in the word of God. You'll find it in his presence. That's why I, that's why I always tell people, I, I, I tell people that my identity is not what society says, but my identity is found in his presence. You want to know who you are. You want to know where you're from. You get in his presence and the word of God will confirm it. Yes. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Man, wow. that's some truth right there. Yes, it is. Wow. I, I don't know. That was something else i tell you uh i did the uh i was with disney and we did the the two uh dedications over there at pulse and we did the one uh where they dedicated the park after they had finished the park mm-hmm. and uh i just took a quiet moment and i walked down that wall and uh yeah you know I didn't know any of them, but I felt like I knew all of them. And uh, you don't have the words for that. So I just prayed. I prayed for them and, and their families. And then uh, there was the coolest thing that they had out on the, on the marquee. They have these tiles where people can come by and sign them. Then they take them down every day, and then they put fresh tiles up there, and then people can write on them. And, man, some of the stuff that was written on those tiles was unbelievable. You could have written books yeah. about it. Yeah, and I, I think that's what um that's what it's all about right there. You know, God says for us to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind and to love our neighbors. And it's those ourselves. are our neighbors. And that's something that I'm trying to work on with my with, with the community that I'm in is that we're we're trying to bring in a new message. Not change the word of God because the word of God never changes and you can love someone and not compromise the word, you know? And I feel that that's what we're doing. Um, because like I said, the church has lost his voice for such a long time Mm -hmm. that people just tie coming to Christ, becoming straight. And it's like, that's why I always say it's not a loss to say, it's not a gate of straight thing. It's a loss to save thing. Mm. If we can just talk about Jesus then everything else will come along. And by you falling in love with Jesus, you'll fall in love with his words that, and his commandments. That right there will set anybody free from Never any kind of Never truer truth is spoken right there. That's yeah. true. Wow. I like that song says, you know, when you don't know what to say, just say Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And, and as, as he just said, you know, it says in Matthew that... Um, you know, it has to be, you have to have a relationship with Jesus. You have to know Jesus because it says plainly in red letters in the Bible that I never knew you away from me where, there in, where there's a weeping and gnashing yeah. of teeth. And hey, society says that we were born this way. And I tell them, so was I. But mm-hmm. the Bible says that in John 3, 3, I believe it is, that in order to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. 
Absolutely. You know, and, and, and like I said, we're, we're, we're not this hate group. We're not these people with signs and that they've for so many years, um, have attacked the gay community. We're coming in love, you know, and we welcome, like, we're very inviting. We're very warm, welcoming group community that wants to see change, you know, that wants to see revival in the world, you know, and, and we're letting people know that, hey, people say that you can't pray the gay away, but I believe different because I don't put a limit on my God that created this earth. I believe that God can pray. We can pray anything away. He can Amen. do all things. He can do all, all things, things, you know. That's right. If we keep that in, at the forefront of everything, we'll, we'll start to see love again. We'll start to see revival and we'll start to see Jesus at the forefront of all this again. You know, I know it's a common saying that people say, you know, oh, people never change and things like that. But I do disagree with that statement because once God gets involved, everything, yeah. everything's out the door. Mm -hmm. Take everything that you believe in, yeah. even the laws of gravity or what have you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he can change anything. He can make everything different. And um, There's power in the blood of Jesus. It really Absolutely. is. There really Absolutely. is. And that's why I think, you know, Jonathan Hacker's testimony was so amazing. Um, John's hey. on with us. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'm so hey, glad John. he's hey, John. Good <laughs> see you, buddy. Glad you could be with us tonight. He, um, you know, he's, he's living proof. You want to talk about fruit, you know? Yeah. The fruit of his life yes. is very, very evident. And his wife, too. They're an amazing, yeah. amazing team. Yeah, that's, that's proof right there yeah. of a changing God. And, hey, he'll be telling his testimony in the Orlando Freedom March. Yay! So. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Hope your baby's doing well, John. <laughs> so we can hurry up and get the, your wife in here for her testimony. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey has no agenda. <laughs> wow. So tell me a little bit more about the active part of all of this. You know, you've kind of told us your story and walked us through your survival story as well. And, you know, now you're this changed life, you know, living for Christ, trying to show others, you know, what Christ can do mm -hmm. in, in your life when you allow him the room to do it. Mm -hmm. um, what, what is it looking like? I, I know that you've had, you, you were talking about a film and you were talking about some uh, marches and other things, you know, speaking yeah. and so forth. God okay. Stories Radio is home of the shameless plug. So <laughs> anything that you got going on, go ahead and plug right now. Feel free. Well, awesome. We are actually um, a former transgender, Jeffrey McCall, um, um, now serves Christ. He's been serving Christ for, I think, about eight years now. Forgive me if I get the number wrong, Jeffrey, but... <laughs> um, he had a dream um, that, or a vision um, that he saw the gay prides and stuff like that. And he was like, well, what if we had like a day where we celebrate our freedom? You know, just like how they have gay pride in the marches, we can also celebrate. It's not something that we're going against or trying to like, you know, uh, bring in hate. No, we're just talking about Jesus and what he's done in our lives. And we're talking about that freedom. Freedom so 12, in Christ. Yeah, freedom in Christ. So we've, we've been going to, we've been going to Washington, D.C. 
uh, we're at the Capitol and where we're telling our stories and then we'll go march around in a certain area. Um, we're going to L.A. next uh, this November. We'll be in um, L.A. and we'll be doing the Freedom March there. We'll be also holding a press conference um, there as well. And we, uh, I was able, I was honored and blessed to be able to be a part of AB 2943. So we went up there to go talk to the senators and tell, tell them our stories. And then after that, um, we got Orlando, Florida. Yay. So I'm yeah. so excited about that one. Right. Um, I am so blessed because I'm, I'm seeing the work of the Lord, you know, literally I'm just sitting back and people are calling and, and writing me and saying, how can we partner with you? How can we get in this? And I'm just sitting back like, whoa, like God, like, I mean, yeah, I, I you know, I have to get stuff going, but at the same time, it's like God's bringing them mm-hmm. generals in the, in the, the, the army of the Lord and, and mega church and people that I'm just like, what Jesus? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like that's all kingdom. Like, yeah. you know, our group is growing big. So we have a Florida overcomers group and mm-hmm. it's an inviting warming group. Um, it's a safe place where we invite everybody to come and we just, we, we talk about identity, you know, we strengthen each other. One thing that was dear to my heart and many others in the group was that we were alone and rejected for such a mm-hmm. long time. I didn't have that support group, that community that I could go talk to that went through the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not an, a, it's not a, uh, how can I say this? Um, it's a group where you could come to and, and just have life, you know, just journey together. And in that, you know, we're launching things like Freedom March, you know, and we're launching things like Fearless Identity. And that's the new ministry that, we're, you know, we're carrying. Um, and that's what we're doing. We're equipping the body. You know, we have pastors reach out to us, churches reach out to us, and they say, hey, can you bring your team over? Can you please equip us and show us how to do this? Because we've been doing this wrong for so many years. Mm -hmm. And we want to learn how to love like you guys love the LGBTQ, you know, and how to love someone that walks into our church that's married and has kids, same-sex attractions, or a transgender that walks in the church. Like, what do we do? How do we love? And I mean, it's it's simple things like, you know, you would love like you love anybody else right. that come into right. church. But a lot of churches, they want that. Equip the church, the body, you know, um, to be able to approach that so that we're not kicking people out to church no more because it's not our particular type of sin. You know, and we're just, we're, we're, we're learning how to equip the body. I love it. it God is doing so many things, um, mm-hmm. opening up so many doors. Books are coming out. Um, not to give so much information because I'm not allowed to, but there might be a possible movie coming out as well. So God is doing huge things and, you know, keep us in your prayers. And if there is a church out there listening or anyone out there listening and would like for us to go out there, um, you know, just hit us up on Facebook and, and reach out, and we would love to partner with the ministries in doing that. How would they reach you on Facebook? Um, they can reach me. Uh, we can drop a link of my Facebook name. If Wonderful. They, if they want to go to the link and just click on that, um, and that there's everything. I post events. I do all kinds of stuff on there um, where they could reach out to us. Yeah. Fantastic. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, what number was this? Yeah, 173. Huh? There you go. I will never forget it. <laughs> and I hope there's uh that he will come back and uh give us updates and, and let us know oh, what yeah. he's doing and yeah. and so we can we can be a part. Let us know what God is doing. Well, yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. God wow. is moving. And, he's, I, and I, he chose I you. Yeah, exactly. I'm just I'm like when I talk to people, I'm just like, you know, 
if we could just learn the basic foundations of loving God with all our soul, heart, and mind. And strength. And strength. And loving our neighbors. Revival will be, if, revival's already here, you know? It's, it's like here. somebody told me, somebody said, you're over here praying for a revival. You're praying for all these things to happen. When heaven is actually waiting for you to make the move. Uh-huh. Wow. You know, and, and that's when all this has been awakened in me. And, and, and wow, you're right. You hear so many stories of people in history standing up for their rights, standing up for what they believe in in Jesus and stuff. Why aren't we doing that? You know, and that's when I've just, you know, me and the group that we have in the ministry, we were just like, you know what? We're going to walk in this in fearless identity, mm-hmm. you know, and it's been all God. Well, we're yep. all human. Just like he <laughs> found me with a two by four upside the head. <laughs> Yeah, it took, uh, it took right something it. different for all of us, oh. mm-hmm. you know, but Luis has got people's attention, mm-hmm. you know, and you and he definitely got Luis's attention. Yeah, but it, not only that, when he talks to people, he's automatically got their attention. And I think right. part of our story is designed for that. And yep. uh, they, they're open to receive and he's able to minister. And uh, this is just awesome. And I can't wait to, it's just the, the very tip of the iceberg. This is, you're just getting started, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be watching you on uh, TBN or something. <laughs> I'll be on TBN on Monday. Yeah, <laughs> All right. yeah I'll be on TBN. Man, that's I'll tell you. A, uh, we're actually doing a panel. Um, I re- I went on there the first time. Uh, TBN salsa with Jenny Ortega, amazing. Yeah. Um, she's great. She spoke into my life, and and from there it's just launched. And now we're going back on Monday, and we'll be um. We're doing a panel, so it's going to be real good. Wow, we'll we'll yeah. just hang out, have coffee, and get into the real crazy, crazy questions. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you get on with the bishop now. You got to let me know. Yeah. <laughs> you on the, you get on with the bishop. You got to let me know because, oh, I mean, the bishop, man, he's one of my faves. Oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, love that guy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we'll be on uh, TBN someday. Get ready, get ready. Yeah, that's the man right there. Oh uh, yeah, I grew up with that man, and he's. Um, I watch him a lot actually. He's a. Uh, he's been an inspiration to me big time. Him, yeah. Todd White, and Dan Moeller. Oh, Todd oh, White yeah. is awesome. Uh, Lou Engel, changing the nations, bringing filling up the stadiums for Jesus. I'll be there at the Send this year. Man, you know Michael Koulianis and yeah, his, Michael his wife. Yep, uh, motivators. Those are. Those are my inspirations. And above all, Jesus. Amen to that. Amen. Amen. Woo. Wow. That was session 173, Mike. It was, Fritz. It was. <laughs> Speechless. <laughs> uh huh. Well, wow. listen, we want your testimony too. You can contact us at GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. If you have any questions for Luis, you could contact us and we'll get those questions over to him if you want to find out more information about uh, what he's doing and the ministry and things that are coming up. Uh, uh, can they contact you directly, Luis? Or? Yes, they can. Um, if they want to contact me, it's 407-616-6902. Again, my number is 407-616-6902. There you go. Take advantage of that opportunity. Absolutely. There's not a whole lot that <laughs> folks that give out their personal cell phone number. I know, really. If you have a question, if you're struggling, if you just need some hope and encouragement, you got to talk to somebody that's that's been there and understands you, then please give Luis a call or contact us at GodStoriesRadio at Gmail and, and we'll get whatever it is to him. And uh, 
We just love you, man. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you for thank coming you on the show. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. want to thank everybody that's been on Mixler tonight. John Hacker, thanks. Janelle, all the way from Alaska. And then we had a, uh, about four or five other folks. I couldn't tell who you are, but welcome. Thank you for uh, being on the show. We had uh, several people on YouTube tonight. And uh, appreciate you guys watching. And uh, hope you're blessed. If you were, you know, drop us a line. Sure. God Stories Radio at Gmail. Like us on Facebook so Mikey can say your name next week. Because <laughs> we're out. But he's going to invite some of his friends list. So here's, I am. here's hoping. You let me know how to do it, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> Well, we just love you. I tell you, what a great show. So that about wraps it up for Session 173. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain Come on, Tim, say There is power Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Oh, break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain. That's it, there is power. There is power. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on, you declare it. There is power. In the name of Jesus. There is power. There is power. In the name. In the name of Jesus. We know where it is. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Come on, say to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising. There is power.